From Brimbarian to Bosherston for Pembrokeshire. From Pembrokeshire, this is Pure West Radio. Pure West Radio News. I'm Toby Ellis with the latest news for Pembrokeshire. Covid passes will now be needed to enter cinemas, theatres and concert halls in Wales from today, Monday, November 15th. The extension of the Covid pass is one of a number of measures to be strengthened to help keep people safe and businesses open while Wales remains at alert level zero, but cases of coronavirus are very high. The guidance on self-isolation has also been changed and people are being encouraged to work from home to help bring the virus under control. The extension of the pass was approved by members of the Senate vote on November 9th. Deputy Minister for Arts and Sport Dawn Bowden said cases of coronavirus in Wales are very high at the moment and we all need to work together to bring them under control. Extending the use of the Covid pass to cinemas, theatres and concert halls is another way we can strengthen the measures we have in place to keep us all safe. I understand the challenges this sector has faced during the pandemic. This will help keep these businesses open during the difficult autumn and winter months ahead. A man was arrested in Kilgetty on suspicion of three motoring offences on the evening of Friday, November 12th, when stopped by Pembrokeshire Road's policing unit. The male driver was stopped and then arrested on suspicion of a positive roadside drug wipe, driving while disqualified and driving with no insurance. Pembrokeshire Road's policing unit said the man was released under investigation in respect of the driving under the influence of drugs, pending blood analysis. Meanwhile, he has since been charged and bailed to attend court in respect of driving whilst disqualified and driving with no insurance. A Pembrokeshire County Council-run swimming pool has been temporarily closed due to a technical issue. Both the main pool and teaching pool at Tembe Leisure Centre have both been out of action since last Thursday, November 11th. It is hoped they'll reopen again this week, the centre told customers on Friday. Unfortunately, we have had to close both our main pool and teaching pool due to technical issues. We are expecting the issue to be resolved early next week. We'll provide an update as soon as we're in a position to do so. Please accept our apologies for any inconvenience caused. Two puppies were found in Pembroke early on the morning of Wednesday, November 10th. Since being found, the two puppies have been taken to a vet's where it was clear they had not been cared for with lots of parasites and worms found and both having respiratory infections. The puppies are now on a course of antibiotics and parasite treatment and both have undergone a bath and blow dry. A spokesperson from Greenacres Animal Rescue has said if anyone has any information on where they have come from or an owner please do get in touch with us details available online at greenacresrescue.org.uk greenacres have also said if you are struggling with any other pups or a mum that needs help please come forward and we will do our best to help and the Sport Pembrokeshire judging panel has announced the finalists for the 2021 Sport Pembrokeshire Awards. The panel named the 36 individual and team finalists from a total of 80 nominations. The awards aim to recognise those people who have excelled in sport over the last 12 months or who have given their time to coaching and organising grassroots sports in the county. The finalists can be seen now at pembrokeshire.gov.uk forward slash sport. You're up to date with the latest news in Pembrokeshire.
And a very good evening to you. You are listening to Pure West Sport on a Monday evening. It's Tom Dyer here with in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. And I am now joined by Fraser Watson and Gordon Thomas. Good evening to you both. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, good evening. And, uh, and a weekend full of sport, I think that you'll agree. Fraser, what was your highlight of, of the weekend? Uh, pretty manic one, Tom. I was actually covering on the F1 for the, for the Mirror and the Express, and not from Brazil, unfortunately, from <laughs> from the comfort of my living room. But it was every bit of manic. The penalties everywhere. Hamilton sent to the back of the grid, coming through to win, and then late, right up until late last night, he's summoned to stewards for taking his seatbelt off. So thanks for that, Lewis. Late shift, a few late shifts because of in that weekend, but epic race and like you said some other good action around as well but yeah have to be the f1 for me the f1 for fraser gordon what about yourself i went to the race course to watch some local football clubs and row played merlin's bridge and uh Clarby were leading three uh, nil at one stage in that game but uh the bridge managed to claw the way back and in the 85th minute uh scoffing is equalized from the penalty spot and then i dashed to merlin's bridge to watch halford west play st Clair's in uh an epic game of rugby actually Tom it was a, a real uh, a tough game both sides were quite evenly matched uh, St Clair's were leading 13-10 at half time but Halford West Pack turned on uh, they, they turned it on in the scrums and they powered their way to victory uh, 27-13 in the second half so yeah it was, a, it was a good win for the Blues against St Clair's who were currently unbeaten this season as well Fantastic. And uh, talk, keeping with rugby, there were some big scores over the weekend as well, looking throughout Pembrokeshire. Uh, St David's not faring too well against Cardigan, um, not getting anything on the board. No, I spoke to a couple of the boys actually afterwards on, on Saturday night at the Henry Ann Cricket Club dinner who'd come from the rugby. They're a bit disappointed. I understand why they made quite a bit of progress in that bowl competition. And Gordon mm. talked about the game they played in Halford West. They watched them in a competitive game of Cardigan and the win over Langham as well. So they almost felt like they took a couple of steps backwards on Saturday, unfortunately. That is a shame, isn't it? And going back to the Formula One that you had to stay up overnight with, I've seen some reports saying it's the best race they've ever seen. Not just Lewis Hamilton, but just that they've ever seen. I think given the occasion, given the circumstances and given the drive, it's certainly right up there. I mean, we've seen these last two races in in Mexico and USA, Red Bull notably quicker than Mercedes. Mr. Hamilton gave himself a shot, he took a five shot penalty, but then he was at the start for the sprint race. Then came the DRS infringement, he was put to the back, and it was almost as if the shackles were off. And when Lewis Ham- the shackles are off Lewis Hamilton's when he's at his most dangerous. And in that sprint race to go from 20th to 5th for a start, he then had to go back to 10th. And it was almost caution to the win, Kamikaze. And that is sometimes when he's at his best. Um, I yeah, think I a younger Hamilton would have been spinning off the track with Verstappen when he tried to push him wide he held his head and he and he came back at them and, and to see him coming through the field it, and, and, I, and I wonder now it's almost like a, a mirror of what we could see in the next couple of weeks now Verstappen trying to hang on while Hamilton <laughs> Hamilton hunts him down I thought it was over perhaps this weekend mm. I thought it was over and, and, and it's not by yeah. a long shot because a lot of people they've kind of they're, they're bored of Lewis Hamilton they're like he's always winning he's got the fastest car can he still even race the cars these days they mm. do it for them but do you think he's put those critics to bed oh absolutely look we, we had a discussion about F1 before it's such a it's a lazy assumption it's a lazy argument and, and it's fine to want um Max Verstappen to win the title. It's fine to want to change. I think Gordon Lowe was a United fan in the, in the 90s. Everyone hated them because they won, <laughs> they won the league every year. You know, people don't want to see Man City winning it now. You know, people do like change. But, you know, there's, there's, just, there's 
disliking the disrespecting I think two different things and and you know he's a phenomenal driver and he's right in this title race he's right in there so too early to call still Mm. I think he's favourite to go on and possibly win it because he's been there before he has the experience and he's as Fraser said he's revelling in this now because he hasn't been challenged for the last couple of seasons Um, Verstappen has drove brilliantly this season but the pressure's on him even though he's only, I think it's 12 points ahead, mm. Fraser, was it? 14 now. 14, OK, with how many races to go? Four, is it? Three to go. Three to go. <laughs> so <laughs> it's going to be, um, it's, it could go right down to the wire, which is exciting for oh, F1 absolutely. fans, isn't it? Yeah. And um, as, as a British fan, I want Lewis Hamilton to go on and win it. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, everyone's needed it. As yeah. Fraser just said, there's no fun having just someone win it all the time. So uh, these last two races It is if he's British. And then going back to the rugby, um, you mentioned that Half West B St Clair's was quite a bruising affair. Well, I've I've read reports that um, Pembroke and uh, was it Lampeter was also Lampeter Town, Pembroke Dock and Lampeter had quite a fiery afternoon, and unfortunately the game had to be abandoned. Uh, We don't like to see that in rugby. Uh, we we want to see the rugby do the talking, uh, but the referee on that particular day has probably made the right call, and um, they probably will be dealt with by the WRU. Uh, but we want to see rugby on a Saturday afternoon, not uh, the shenanigans that went on up here. It's yeah, probably unfortunately on Saturday. We want to see them concluded and make sure everyone gets home safely, don't we? Exactly, exactly. But talking of the WRU doing their bit, the uh, Narbeth have uh, come foul of. of mm some regulations as well haven't they Fraser yeah they have been removed from the, the Pembrokeshire KO Cup then after their win over Tembi uh, it's been perceived that they played players who had played in the, the first team um, that season and those players are deemed to be ineligible thrown out on that basis now you know look I've, I've criticised Pembrokeshire Cup organisers in the past Gordon knows that um, <laughs> You know, over the last couple of years, I actually stopped criticising them because they have a very thankless task, and I don't think they've been helped by the clubs themselves at all, to be honest. And I think it's got to the point where clubs are even using organisers and using the competition as an excuse not not to play. And there's too many teams who are just quite simply jibbing out of playing ties they don't think they can possibly win. In this circumstances, you know, Narbeth are obviously unhappy. Others think it's justified. Without knowing the full details, it's hard to say. But I would say this: if and I say if because I wasn't present at district meetings and I, I don't know what documents have been sent to the clubs. If the rules were sent out clearly to the clubs, if they were, that Narbeth were allowed to enter a second team who couldn't play any first team players who have played this season, then they've got no complaints. You know, that they get what they deserve. If those rules weren't sent out clearly, then I'm afraid the organisers have, have, have got to look at themselves. So at the moment, that's not clear, Tom, and, and that's quite pivotal, I think. Yeah. Um, and this KO Cup, it's... It's done now, isn't it? There's the, what, what are the no. longer-term repercussions for Narbeth, if any? Well, no, the, the, the KO Cup sorry, was, is not the play. They were going into the quarter-final stage. Right. So they had beaten Tembi. Um, uh, okay. They are now being removed and Tembi have gone through into the last stage. Tembi have gone back through. Yeah. Fair enough. And uh, talking local rugby, let's talk international rugby. Gordon, Wales and Fiji. Well, it was another spectacle. I think that's the best way to refer to all Wales v Fiji games. They are, yeah. It was an enjoyable uh, game. Uh, Fiji, well, I would say they'd be kicking themselves, actually. They're, they're poor discipline. They go down to 14 men so early on with a needless... Uh, 
what forearm to the the head of Johnny Williams. That was just there was no need to have done that. Then they received a couple more yellow cards at crucial times of the games. But I have to uh, applaud Wales. They they played some. They stuck to the guns and they played some really good rugby. To be fair. Um, you know, we're, we're not at our strongest as well in the Autumn Internationals. Ben was going on about it last week and the week before. He doesn't understand that uh, Wales can't feel their strongest uh, side in the Autumn Internationals for various reasons. Some players in England who can't come, you know, to play against the All Blacks in the first game. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it's good to see that the younger players coming through on the whole, have done very well. Ryan Elias played very well at Hooker on Saturday. He's, you know, Ken Owens is the the the, the main number two, mm-hmm. but he's come in and done a really good job. Um, and I mean that not because he had two tries on Saturday, but his throwing in was very good. Mm-hmm. Uh, the lineout was quite clean. And Will Rowlands in the lineout did well. Second row, you know, we got Alan Wynn missing as well, yeah. and it's probably. Probably the last time we might see Alan winning a, a red shirt for Wales because he's had a nasty uh, mm. injury to his um, his shoulder. So I, I, he probably won't make the Six Nations. But overall, I, I felt Wales played really well and uh, they came away with a decent victory. And uh, Cuthbert rolled back the years to grab a try as well, Fraser. Delighted yeah. for him, actually. I was think, delighted for you know, him. Yeah. Cuthbert's got some big, big tries for Wales. You yeah. go back to the 2012 Grand Slam, I mean, the 2013 Lions Tour. You know, often yeah. forgotten one of the best tries I've ever seen in a Lions shirt. And, and he left... He left under low confidence and a torrent of abuse, and we didn't think he'd see him back in the international yeah. setup again. So it, it took, you know, no no shortage of fortitude to come back and and finish that try well as well. And yeah. I think, you know, following what Gordon said, that I think we'd have done Wales good to have had a tough test and had a close game and come through it in the last. 10-15 minutes yeah. you can argue the red heart card they should have cut loose earlier it doesn't work like that now mm-hmm. you know, teams are so well vetted in how to defend even with 14-13 men yeah. and I think having having got under a winning habit with Wayne Pivak and had those tight wins in the Six Nations where they had to hang on particularly against Scotland and Ireland then to lose the manner they did in France and then to lose in the last few minutes against South Africa you don't want to get in the habit of losing games no, no, no. so to be back yeah. in just the habit Fiji or not of just closing a game out yeah. should do them a world of good yeah. I think it was yeah. great to see uh, Alice Jenkins as well. His story, Fraser, of yes. him, his knee was shattered three yeah. years ago. To come back and actually captain the I team know. on Saturday and play as well as what he did. And, I, and Pivik doesn't know what his best back no. row is no. yet. <laughs> but I mean, uh, Alice Jenkins, fair play to him. He was superb. I know, it's, it's serious selection problems again yeah. in the back row if everyone is fit yeah. and available. But going through it, to come to come out of that those problems for that spell of time and form like that in an international game like you're doing in South Africa yeah. phenomenal phenomenal yeah. and then you mentioned there about Wayne Prevac um, the autumn selection issues that he has there was a part of me that was talking about the idea that he doesn't he doesn't take the autumn internationals seriously in the sense that he doesn't actually I don't feel he gets he doesn't really care if he's winning or losing them what he's looking at is what combination of players can I feel ready for the Six Nations because Fiji they did go down to 13 men at one point mm. and of course the Six Nations was Wales won it because they beat loads of under undermanned teams but do you think that Wayne actually enjoys autumn internationals just to test things out? Uh, as I said it's about developing players on the international stage and you know you you won't know what these players are going to be like until you actually uh, put them in that uh, arena and uh, you know they're 
on the whole, it's been a success. I know the results haven't been what Welsh fans would want. New Zealand, I don't know what that is, a psychological thing. We haven't beaten them for 68 years. <laughs> That's absolutely ridiculous, but uh, there we are. And Ireland went and beat them on uh, Saturday as well. That's another story. The isn't it? And they've beaten them, is it, three times That's in the right. last five years? He's been so given an impossible job in some respects to yeah. build for here as well. I remember that, that first game which fell out the international window usually comes at the end of the autumn this time around it's come at the start mm. so you know straight the waves on the back foot in terms of his selecting a team where the, the vast majority of his strong players weren't available a loadout injured anyway and you're up against the all blacks who then yeah. ran riot so immediately that put him on the back foot we know why that game had to be played but from his point of view it meant almost a rebuilding job in a week to play South it Africa did. and then they recovered well from that it'd be nice to see him finish well I think Australia are vulnerable in a lot of areas Scotland showed that yeah. a, a weekend yeah. ago so I think a, a win on Saturday is very possible yeah, so continuing on that, where do you think Wales will be targeting the, the Wallabies to try and get those scores? I mean, if you look at the way Scotland bit, I think there's a set piece that was strong against Fiji. I think you always go for against Australia, the line out in the scrum. Um, they can play, you don't want to let it get too no. loose, but, but Scotland you know, Scotland kept it tight at, at times against them. And I think you just got to get into the heart of them. It's heart of them. You know, you don't want to lose game, but it. it in Wales do have finishers outside themselves but Definitely. I think it'll be a cliche but it's one of them I think they'll, they'll try and win up front yeah. and try and grab the scruff of the next certainly the set piece I mean uh, Rhys Samet looked really yeah, sharp as well for yeah. the one yeah. try where he scored which was disallowed I thought he took the ball from Bigger yes. brilliantly and arced out and scored and then the one he actually scored I'll, I'll be honest I don't think it was a try yeah. <laughs> he didn't grab the ball I thought the first was more he a try yeah, yeah, he didn't grab the so. ball but, but serious uh, pace you know, we'll yeah. take it every day of the serious week pace serious pace together yeah. he got some serious pace he has yeah the number 10 would be kicking himself the Fijian 10 yeah. he, he could have got there I think yeah, yeah he's tired by that point yeah. <laughs> yeah. but <Dortling>. short listed <laughs> for the breakthrough player of the year as well isn't he which, which, which tells you oh definitely so, yeah. definitely yeah. yeah yeah. fantastic well in fact Cole Picton's got in touch you can't compare the standard of rugby that was played by Ireland and England to how we played we couldn't beat a Fiji side who played majority of the game with 13 men kicked lots of possession away and didn't get the ball in the wider channels quick enough well no I wouldn't compare it to Ireland beating New Zealand I think Carl, <laughs> Carl, Carl maybe is right there um, a different ball game no look it was disjointed at the time it was scrapped for the reason yep. we just talked about I think it's yep. always going to be and look traditionally we don't cut loose against Fiji or Samoa. If we go back to Western Samoa, that's a story for another time. Exactly. You know, these these sides are hard to break down. And look, there's plenty to work on from Saturday. We're not not suggesting for a minute it was a polished performance or, you know, a complete performance. But it was a few steps in the right direction. The, the thing is, fans expect Wales to be at the peak. Mm all the time it cannot happen it no. won't happen <laughs> they have to get into the heads we've got we're building we've lost a lot of key players i keep telling mm. you, yeah. you know and and those players are going to take time to develop but at least pivot has given the guys the opportunity to play on the international stage Definitely. and they, they're doing a good job yeah and a brand new cap in um in christ as well make, yeah second row well. another witches boy another i believe great store. i know some yeah. school that the in Bale of <laughs> yeah. i know he's in the factory as as well and Gareth Thomas as well I think wow yeah that's some school isn't it that is some school talking Gareth Bale we'll be talking about football later on but in the meantime we're going to be joined by Peter Kingdom who's going to be telling us about his challenge to do the Welsh Three Peaks so stay here with Pure West Sport in association with Pembroke Properties and we'll be back after this Introducing MyPems, the online marketplace for independent sellers in Pembrokeshire. Looking to take the hassle out of marketing and selling your products online? 
want to reach new audiences or customers whilst being part of a bigger community of local businesses and retailers? Then check out mypems.com. We're only a click away and could be the answer to taking the stress out of selling your products online. So whether you're a shop, an independent artist or maker, connect direct with customers and join a growing movement looking to buy locally at MyPems. For the perfect solution, contact Lillian and the team at MyPems.com. <laughs> Loch Farm Ice Cream. Handmade delicious ice cream using the milk of their 350 free-range cows right here from their Pembrokeshire family farm. Come and try the extensive range of flavours which include traditional banana, blackberry, chocolate, coffee, ginger, lemon, Pembrokeshire honey, Pembrokeshire salted caramel, raspberry truffle, pistachio, strawberry and many more at their newly opened shop on the riverside, Haverford West. They offer a range of sizes from small tubs and cones to eat on the go or insulated takeaway tubs for you to enjoy at your own pleasure. Lochmiler Farm Ice Cream. Lots going on here at Johnson Garden Centre. Now we are open from 9.30 till 4, Monday to Saturday, and 10 till 4 on Sundays. We have supplies of plants arriving on Tuesday nights every week, alongside huge stocks of composts. We also have 35 crafters showing their products, everything from jams and chutneys to jewellery and greetings. We are a major supplier of flow gas, coal and logs, so we cover all your needs for barbecues, fire pits and caravans. We are also the largest supplier of paella pans in Wales, along with a huge range of wicker baskets. Johnson Garden Centre has hardware and you'll be amazed at the selection on offer from nuts and bolts to building plastics. Being open seven days a week, we are always there for our valued customers in Johnson, right by the station. This is Pure West Radio for Pembrokeshire from Pembrokeshire. Let me take you down Cause I'm going to Strawberry fields Nothing is real And nothing to get hung about Strawberry fields forever Living is easy with eyes closed Misunderstanding all you see It's getting hard to be someone But it all works out It doesn't matter much to me No one I think is in my tree I mean it must be high or low that is, you can't, you know, tune in, but it's all right. That is, I think it's not too bad. Let me take you down, cause I'm going to Strawberry Field. Nothing is real, and nothing to get hung about. Strawberry fields forever Always know sometimes think it's me But you know I know when it's a dream 
Welcome back to Pure West Sport here on Pure West Radio in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. You are joining us now on the Facebook page. Please do get in touch with your messages. And we've just been talking rugby, but now we're turning our attention to some, well, to the personality of the cricket league and the cricket season here. And also, Fraser, we've got some indoor cricket league results as well, or one of them anyway. Yeah, I mean, I don't want to upset Peter first up before he come on, <laughs> but yeah, just um, Nayland marching on again to start the second half of the season. Pembroke Dock 78 for three, and, and Nayland have passed that with, with two wickets down, so they're steaming towards the title for the uh, 97th time in a row. I think. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no, no, absolute pleasure to have this guy on tonight, Peter Kingdon. We talk about a lot about people behind the scenes and, and un, unsung heroes and people who make clubs tick, and he's certainly one of them at Pembroke Dock, done so many great work, and so is the club actually, done so much great work, both within cricket and, and to wider community and, and that's why we've got Peter on tonight he's got, got a special challenge on, on this Saturday um, to raise money for a special cause so Peter welcome and, and, and firstly just if you'd like to explain to the viewers and people who aren't aware of, of what you're going through this weekend Right okay yeah um, so cheers for having us on tonight gents actually because um, it's actually this Friday we're taking part in the, the Welsh Three Peaks Challenge so um, it came about, anybody who sort of follows Pembroke Dock on mm. uh, social media, um, we had a bit of a, well, we had a great summer for cricket, but we had a very, obviously, difficult time at the yeah. start of summer with the injury to Callum. So it's sort of our ongoing charity awareness, raising money for Callum's rehab, alongside some of the other charities as well. So um, along the way, we met a bloke called Darren Thomas, who leads the Signposted Cymru, which is another charity we're raising money for. And he quite actively takes part in this three-peak challenge and mentions it to us. So he opens it out to the club and we've actually got about 25 members taking part. Brilliant. Um, leaving Friday evening, um, you've got 24 hours to complete the challenge and the challenge is to complete, uh, sorry, to climb Snowden, Cadwadris and Penavan and return home in the 24 hours. So last couple of weeks, we've all been out training and raising as much money as we can. Got to, uh, um, got to ask Pete, obviously, as you know, so much great, Charity work goes on now within Pembrokeshire and within sporting communities, but when you guys are doing it for now, obviously it's quite a harrowing reason and an almost a poignant reason, and it's personal to a lot of you, if not all of you, with what you said, the injury to Callum there. Does that, does that almost increase the determination and the commitment of everyone to, to get this done and, and you know to raise the money, so to speak? Oh, definitely. Uh, um, it's, it's sort of our third event we've been involved yeah. in 
in relation to Callum, also we played a charity football match against Angle first, yeah. um, and I'll plug it that we beat them five two. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, welcome back to Pembrokeshire League. But, uh, <laughs> um, and then we had the charity match, obviously, which was uh, delayed by a week, which we raised some more money. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of our, that's sort of our third instalment, the third part series of our charity raising. So it does, and like I said, in in regards to the twenty five members, um, one of them is. Um, Callum's dad, mm. um, Callum's dad's partner, uh, Callum's girlfriend, um, friends and family. And as I say, Callum was an active member of our sort of development third team as well. So, yeah, um, yeah. So, like I, I've personally, I've taught Callum, taught his brothers. So, like, I've known Callum for many, many years. Yeah. So, the fact of many of us were there as well when the accident took place. So, yeah, it's, it's a little bit of a, an extra fire in the belly as well to get up and get down three times. I know it's a, a case of adversity, obviously, but it's great to see the community all pulling together, Pete. You know, you're all doing your best, you know, in Callum's interest. Uh, if you would like to donate money, anybody who's listening, uh, what is the best way that they can um, donate? Um, well, we we started off. Uh, we did a different tact on this one. We went off with the um, you know the old school sponsor forms mainly because yeah. you know um, obviously I work in Henry Tudor School and a lot of the staff don't have social media accounts for obviously being teachers and professionals and stuff. So yeah. we felt there'd already been a couple of GoFundMe pages. We started there. So if you know anybody who's taken part, they will have you know the hard copy mm. sponsor forms. But yeah. um, via the Pembroke Dock Quick Club page and my social media, Nick Daly social media, etc., yeah. there is now a GoFundMe. Um, link which you can obviously um, donate online and all of the money um, is going towards Callum and also I'll uh, plug the other charity we're sort of working with at the same time which is Signposted Cymru um, we inadvertently or Nick Daly for nothing inadvertently got in contact with a bloke called Darren Thomas who um, is active via Twitter and they do a lot of uh, intervention for those struggling with mental health issues and Darren come down to our presentation and we've already presented him with a check for approximately £2,000 based on a charity day and Darren inadvertently is our guide for the tour so you know um, Darren's got to know Dean which is Callum's dad and it's become very sort of a collective charity sort of push with the yeah. two focuses on because you know the indirect need Callum is going to need is that sort of psychological yeah. support afterwards and sure. um, I'll say uh, Callum's got an active Instagram account which is sort of following his progress through his journey of his rehabilitation which is um, had a massive following which is a br- brilliant um, he's doing really really well um, the progress he makes day by day is superb and you know that sort of that mental health support is going to be key as well yeah where is he actually having his treatment at the moment, Pete? Um, I'm pretty going to get a name right. He's up in Cardiff. I believe it's Rockwood. Right. I could be wrong on that. Okay. Um, because it was all very much in rush. It was at one point he was going to have to go to England for his treatment. But yeah. um, I know the family worked tirelessly. His mum, etc., writing letters to make sure he stayed in Wales. Yeah. Because it allows his family to be closer and this, that, and the other. So. Um, yeah, I, we, as a club, we're super proud of Callum and his progress, and you know we'll keep following him, wish him all the best all the way. But while we're sort of stuck at home waiting for news, we'll do what we can to raise a bit of cash for him. So, and well, oh, sorry. No, also, the the three whales, uh, Pete. Uh, Pete, uh, what sort of training schedule have you lads been doing? It's not just uh, been around the bar having a few pints, talking about should we go up the Preseli this week, <laughs> or have you well, actually be honest, been be doing honest, some uh, <laughs> hard yards? <laughs> The, the, the idea sort of come from that initial training, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we were at presentation night, it was mentioned, and then suddenly I was receiving text messages to say I'd signed up for it. But um, <laughs> no, nah, we've, we've 
continue from that. Like um, I mentioned, Nick, because for myself, this sort of I put on uh, Facebook the other day is, is it's not my it's not my sort of thing. You know, I like my cricket, I like my football. Yeah. Walking up a hill and back down was never going to be sort of on top of the list. But yeah, we as uh, we've all done our own training regime. Some um, some of the competitors have got children, some haven't. So long walks. Um, a few of us already gone up Penavan and Cadridris. Uh, we went up Cadridris last Saturday just to. You know, just to see what it was like, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And it was pretty horrific, the weather. So it was good. <laughs> it gives a good head start in terms of uh, what we might be uh, up against <laughs> or this Saturday. I think, fingers crossed, that the weather looks all right. But I won't uh, say too much more on that because uh, <laughs> we're in Wales. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Gordon's touched on it there, P, and I was going to come to that as well. I know um, you boys got a, a great social thing going there, and you like a pint, and, and Daly likes 20. Like, um, <laughs> have you. Like, don't like buying 20. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. But like, have you, on, on a serious question, have you, have you found yourself adapting, like, physically, nutritionally to, to prepare for this? And, and, how, um, and how different is it to what you normally do? Because obviously, you, you guys will stand and play in a cricket field like we all do all day on a Saturday, but this is a completely different type of fitness, completely different type of challenge, isn't it? How have you yeah. found it physically, training so far? Um, first off, it, I, I say we we're finding it okay, but it's, it's, it's one of these things where. You know, it's not a challenge you know what to expect unless either you're an experienced hiker or you know somebody who's done it before. So we were yeah. doing a lot of just sort of um, walking around the town, doing some of the steep mm. hills around the town. Me and Nick and uh, a couple of others have gone out uh, hill running and hill sprinting and stuff like that. And then one of the lads whose wife is actually taking part of the challenge, they went up to Cadiz a couple of weeks before and he, he couldn't get up the steps. He found it really, really hard. So... That's where we found the training needed to be different. So that's why we decided to do Penavan and Cadridris because there's nothing like training on the thing you're actually going to do, is it? You know, so yeah, exactly. we did that. And the hardest thing I found, uh, a couple of us have got a few knee injuries and this, that, and the other. We were uh, it was actually the, ca- the coming down. You know, we're all yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, the, was the coming down. So it's just making sure you've got the right kit. So Darren's um, our lead's been really helpful on that, and um, you know, making sure we've got the right boots, the right poles, you know, you've got the right sort of layers mm. to wear, don't wear this, don't wear that, make sure you've got the right nutrition and it's it's more leading up to the actual day because it's going to be, you know, it's going to be a mental challenge as opposed to a physical mm. challenge, well, as well as a physical challenge because it's 24 hours straight through. So, yeah. I mean, you've obviously got targets, you have to because like you say of the 24-hour thing there, but have you got any kind of schedule or plan that you want to work to? Yeah, well, um, we're leaving a bit earlier now because um, the idea is we leave a bit earlier on the Friday because originally we are going to leave about midnight on the Friday to get back midnight on the Saturday, but we're leaving about 9 o'clock. We're hoping to start climbing Snowdon then around about 4, 4.35, depending, you know, depending on what actually time we leave. Um, we've got about five, five and a half hours for Snowdon, which I think is pretty achievable. Okay. Down to Cadridris then, um, about four, four and a half, five, depending on the weather again for Cadridris. And then Penavan, um, that's obviously the more simple of the three, with possibly doing it in the dark, it'd be another two hours, and we hopefully we'll be back in Pembroke Dock then within the 23, 23 and a half hours, ready to uh, stretch off. You haven't got, you haven't <laughs> got indoor league Sunday morning, have you? Yeah, we have, yeah. We looked at the fixtures, and originally we had two games, but um, I think I moaned at Jacko enough, and Daly spoke to Jacko enough, so we've now got one game, and we've got that 11 o'clock, so... Uh, yeah, that might not be a 140, uh, 43 run. That might be a, I look forward to that scorecard. Yeah, that'll be a, a one or six game, I think. <laughs> I can't see it being quick singles, but yeah. yeah you mentioned that Penavan is like the, the simplest of the three peaks that you're going to be doing, but it is going to be after you've done two peaks already. Yeah. Who in the group is going to be keeping morale high? Have you already got some like some songs going? or How are you going yeah, to keep well, morale high? If, 
if 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 you know the doc we're, we're quite a vocal singing group as a, as a crew club anyway <laughs> um yeah we, we've got a great crowd we've got um we've got say some of the older lads and i put myself and nick daly and one of our good friends christian parsley um who sort of we've all played football years ago done a borough together so we'll keep ourselves going uh some of the guys i work with so they're used to keeping me on my toes and then there's some of the younger guys and we've got a, a bunch of ladies who are sort of mixing together so we've got like pockets within the group so um we'll keep each other going we've we've had some who haven't been able to train as much as they wanted just work and family commitments but yeah the way it works is you, you team up in threes and um we'll just make sure we get our threes right and you know if, if somebody's struggling it's as Darren said, you're only as good as your last your last team member. So yeah. we'll 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 make sure we get up together. We'll have plenty of regular stops, plenty of communication and if somebody's struggling, there is plans, you know, if somebody is genuinely injured and what the processes are course, for that, yeah. which I think is one of the main worries for some of us who's inexperienced. But yeah, I think I think I think we're ready for it. Cool. Fantastic. And uh, how much have you raised roughly already? Ooh. Um, what, what, what's the, I don't, <laughs> the GoFundMe page only went live um, this weekend. There's a couple of hundred pounds in there already. I know myself personally have raised a couple of hundred pounds. I reckon. Actually, we had didn't formally talk about it on Saturday, but you know, if you average it out, um, even if the 25 members only raise a hundred pound each, there's two and a half thousand pounds yeah, there, sure. and yeah. we'll, we'll plenty smash through that. Yeah. Um, you know, the support from the community has been amazing. Um, we're not the only guys who've raised money for Callum. They, they've done some local bingos and stuff where they've raised thousands of pounds. You know, in total, I, I think I wouldn't like to think how much money's really raised, but it doesn't really matter. It's just the generosity and the sort of yeah. the constant yeah. shares and comments and commitment and yeah. just attendance to events. Our, our charity cricket match was eighty percent of it played in the rain, and we mm. still had people sat in the bank and dipping into their pockets for the, the auction and the, the the raffles and stuff. It's been amazing. But you get a situation like Callum's, obviously, and it puts perhaps local sport into perspective, doesn't it? But um, just who is worth mentioning now just coming away from the charity challenge for a bit the club has thrived this year it's been a great season for you back in division one for well I say back in I think there's a discrepancy here because you weren't originally named Pembroke Dock when you were back no. in there but we, we won't go into all we'll go to any history lessons now no, but, I'll have no. Morris texting me over the facts as well, so. <laughs> yeah 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 um, so so but you know there must be a great feeling there at the moment and a bit of excitement about what's ahead next season Oh, it, it's brilliant. Funny enough, we were talking about yesterday. Um, when I first got involved with the club, I was 16. So, it's, you know, it's my, I'm waiting for my uh, my sort of memorial game. You know, my... Uh, <laughs> Testimonial. Testimonial, I think. Not a memorial, yeah. Sorry, the way I'm playing cricket at the moment. Give it five, ten years for a memorial, at least. But when we first started off, I was 16. Uh, we were in the lowest division with one team, mm. uh, travelling in a rickety minibus, you know, with the average age of the team must have been about 60. Um, I've probably been secretary for about... 14, 15 of those years. Yeah. Um, I think I was first secretary when I was about 20. And yeah, I don't know what it was. It was like lockdown was a good refresher for some members of our club, you know, just to have that little bit of a breather. You know, the likes, of, we, we mentioned the likes of um, Morris Leyland and, you know, John Davis, legends of the club, you know. But um, it's been quite a tiring yeah. job and it's been refreshing. You know, the likes of Scott Griffiths joined us in 2009, but took on the captaincy. Mm. Um, Billy Woods, uh, George Smith, Ewan McDonald, all those boys come into the first yeah. team um, with just a breath of fresh air, you know. And when there's little projects to do at the club, it wasn't just myself and the usual boys. We suddenly had 15, 15 boys, 20 boys putting fences up and painting walls. And yeah. the club just moves quicker and the training sessions are better. Um, Scott's pretty driven with training. Um, 
Yeah, I wouldn't say that. He'll make you do press ups sort of that way. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's just the club is in good nick, you know. But we're, we're winning, and when you win, things go yeah, well. So yeah. we're quite we're quite fresh, you know. We could draw Caselli, Nayland, and Lorenzi, and then then we'll find out where morale is. But the club are looking forward to it. Really, really looking forward to first division. Fantastic. Well, yeah. that season can't come soon enough now. Um, no. Jason Chapman's been on the Facebook. Great effort, Pete, yeah, and everybody at the club. Uh, good luck to you all. Hope you have the deep heat in the bag. And uh, uh, I've I, many a pot of deep heat with Jason Chapman. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Iron and Price. Uh, Pete is very humble. He does so much in the community. Top, top man. I think I'm picking that up from this conversation. It's not just about the club. It's about everyone around it as well. And uh, all the best with, with, with all of you taking on this challenge yeah. and for everyone affiliated with the club and Callum and uh, no doubt it'll spur everyone on to, to try and do their extra little bit as well so uh, th- thank you so much yep. you, all yeah. the best Peter pleasure to have you on mate yeah, yeah good luck uh, yeah, good luck with everything I'm sure you'll raise a lot of money and it's great to see the community all pulling together yeah. well done yeah, Cheers, so buddy. that's Peter Kingdom there we're going to find those details for that GoFundMe page so we can share that on as well so if you've got something that you're able to give then please do support those two charities uh, we're going to take another breather and then we're going to come back and talk football with Fraser and Gordon right here on Pure Sport in association with Pembrokeshire Properties some things in life can be a bit of a conundrum and seem to be more trouble than they're worth but listening to digital radio shouldn't be one of them here's a good one What's so smart about listening on a smart speaker? Well, the answer is actually quite clever. It's a speaker you can talk to, so you can just ask it for your favourite radio shows. Request a station or programme by name and you'll get the live broadcast or the most recent episode. There's no searching by frequency and you can cook in the kitchen or dance doing the housework to whatever you've asked your speaker to play. Quite smart for a speaker. Find out more at getdigitalradio.com. Love Radio. Go digital. Join us every Monday evening on the weekly Pure West Sports Show with Pembrokeshire Properties. All the very latest sports news from around the county as well as views, guests and gossip from our award-winning panel. Join us every Monday between 7 and 9 p.m. Pure West Sport, proudly sponsored by Pembrokeshire Properties. Buy or sell your next house with a truly local, fast-growing property agent. Pembrokeshire Properties. Welcome home. Car trouble again? At OC Davis Roundabout Garage Nayland, we like to keep it simple. Offering you service plans from just under £10 a month. From affordable used cars to 0% finance. Not to mention, nil advance payment on the mobility scheme. You can guarantee you'll get more for your money. Put the pedal to the metal and get the most out of your motor. Call 01646 600858 or go online to ocdavis.com. Listen live at purewestradio.com.
yeah, yeah. Hello there and a very good evening. Welcome back to Pure West Sport here on Pure West Radio in association with Pembrokeshire Properties. If you just joined us, you've missed our conversation with Peter Kingdom, but fear not, you can go back onto our social medias and catch up there and see why they're doing the Three Peaks Challenge and how you can how you can support their two causes as well. But we're now into the final part of Pure West Sport and uh, we failed to mention it earlier, but... Wales women's rugby have won two on the bounce and we're just trying to work out the last time that was Gordon? <laughs> I couldn't tell you when that was the last time Wales won two on the bounce no. Fraser, you may know me well, but Last weekend of the next, I don't know, two years without winning, yeah. but yeah, it, it's yeah. positive steps, the news about the contracts and, and these two wins are big tests this, this weekend with Canada, but finally a bit of light at the end of the tunnel after what has been a pretty harrowing period for them for a number of reasons, so very positivity so. at last there yeah real positivity and you can see it in their faces as well the captain uh, Sue and Lily Crap but mm-hmm. they're actually very pleased to be playing rugby mm-hmm. and they're actually looking like they're enjoying the whole experience of it not just the the, the standing there and having the anthem sang they're actually enjoying their rugby yes and Karis Phillips back helps now as well obviously a hat trick she was she was culled quite quite unjustly. I think the, the true reason never really came out, but just proved what a waste it's been of, of not selecting her for a couple of years. So at least they've got that issue sorted. Yeah. But yeah, and, and Pete just said it then, didn't we? Talk about cricket winning, winning breeds enjoyment. So you know, <laughs> a couple of results is what they need, and it's brilliant to see. Yeah, and moving from the egg-shaped ball to the round ball, there's been a lot of football going on. Gordon, you mentioned earlier that you were at um, Merlin's Bridge in Clarbiston Road. We even heard from uh, Matthew Ellis in the first part of the show. Um, Pembrokeshire football is doing quite well, really, <laughs> if you look at all the divisions. Yeah, uh, Clarbiston Road, uh, I believe, third in the table at the moment, how, how things stand. And uh, they're out of both cup competitions. That, If you would have heard the interview I had with uh, Matthew earlier, that they can concentrate on uh, their league mm. efforts. Uh, but they did they did very well on Saturday. They were actually 3-0 up against Millersbridge. I did say that earlier. So um, they have I- improved. And as a club, Clarkson Road are a, are a decent side, to be fair. Uh, the other games that happened, I think uh, Handleton and Fishgar Sports, they drew 2-0. Uh, I think mm. Fishgar Sports, had, uh, they were leading and uh, Handleton managed to claw their way back to uh, well. secure a, a, a draw. Uh, I know that Hakeen United were playing in the West Wales Cup. They were trailing uh, 1-0 against Class Social, a, a se- second division Swansea outfit. And in the second half, they um, they played really well and managed to score four goals and went through quite comfortably to win 4-1. Wow. Yeah, excellent. That's really impressive. And the West Wales yeah. Cup's thrown up some challenges as well, and then just got the yeah. draw out now. Hakey yeah. now got to go to Bryn Rovers on the road again. I think we've been yeah. on the road a lot between that and the FAW Trophy. Vernon's Bridge at home against Ennis Towie, which will be a very tough game, home advantage or not. But yeah. um, but Goodick and Fishguard at home to South Gower and F- AFC Gleiss, respectively, in St Clair's home to Evans and Williams, Care yeah. away in Tumble. So yeah. hopefully a few Some interesting ties there, Fraser, yeah. Mm. yeah. When are those ties being played out? I think we look here on Saturday the 4th of December. 4th of December, so a, a couple of weeks away, there'll be a bit more football in the meantime. In true West Wales fashion, they'll end up being in about January, because of the rain comes <laughs> at that time, but uh, they tend to put a few back a few weeks, but yeah, December is when they're scheduled. Fantastic, and uh, the Bluebirds were back in action as well, and we caught up with Wayne uh, mm. in the first part as well. They've got Carnarvon coming up, but they managed to secure a one-all draw after being taught a bit of a lesson by the New Saints, didn't they? Yeah, I think I think Wayne was pleased on the circumstance of the point, like he said, um, to be one nil up and not close the game out was obviously disappointing. He touched on that as well, and they got a big game this Saturday for a number of reasons. It's, it's obviously we've, we've talked so often about 
so little in it between this top six and bottom six. Yeah. I think you look now Aberyst with a win over TNS, wherever that came from. They yeah. they lie two points above relegation. They're also three points off the top six place. I think they're five points off fourth. We went over that with Wayne as well. And and Carnarvon are a team two points ahead of them, and they're a team who will be hovering around that yeah. sixth seventh position. I think come split. So the sort of team they need to get in front of and they need to beat. So I think it's a big game Saturday. Yeah. Does that show how competitive the league is, or just how disjointed it is? Uh, it is a competitive league, um, as Fraser just pointed out. Aberystwyth beating TNS, you know, <laughs> it just tells you that a bottom side can beat a top side, you know. And um, it's it's a it's about building and getting consistency and getting a couple of games under your belt, a few wins. Half the rest did it last season. They had a good spell. They need to find that again with the start at the Bridge Meadow on Saturday. If they can get three points against Carnarvon, hopefully that will uh, put them in good stead going into Christmas period where the, then the uh, leagues then break top six and the bottom six. Mm-hmm. If they could squeeze into the top six, that would be a massive, massive... Uh, you know, that's what Wayne is hoping that's is going to happen. That honest, is yeah. the ultimate goal for Alfworth County, yeah. to, is to get into the top six. But it, it's never easy you know every game is a tough t- you have to be on your game and Harvard West are a bit thin as well on their squad they, they're relying on the same 11 and they're all mm. carrying there's quite a number of players carrying knocks and whatnot. but fair play to them they've done really well the last few weeks they've had a week off so hopefully this will put them into good stead this Saturday to push on and get the vital three points that they need yeah. so that's what we're all hoping will happen yeah because Wayne mentioned that talking to you um, after that match is that there's not much depth in the squad and there's a lot of people missing and there's people playing out of position and with knocks and uh, he's been very open that in come January he is looking to, to fill position but what do you think are his primary targets? I mean, firstly I say that this this league splits after 22 games mm. so yes, they do, they will bring players in January got no doubt about that but with 13 games in already you know there's been a few games count them up but there's a couple of games left in November the Christmas period is busy anyway there won't be many fixtures left before that split before January you may yeah. for the last couple you, you bring some quality in but that's more that'll probably more can be more telling when they go into whether it's the bottom or the top half so you know I think It'll just be all-round strength at the, at the moment um, that he's looking for. Like Gordon said, if you've got academy players on the bench, I think they're a goalkeeper and, and the rest of academy players the other yeah. day. So you're just looking for all-round depth. You need depth in any league. And in this league, you need depth as well, especially yeah. the way the fixtures are now. They come thick and fast. So I don't think it's a specific area that they worry about. No. But certainly overall strength and depth, they will be. Yeah, fantastic. So all the best for Carnarvon on the weekend. Hopefully jumpstart. As you said, yeah. there's not many fixtures remaining till that no. split. And of no. course, Bluebirds last season, they did it the other way around. They had a really solid beginning of the season mm. and then found themselves dropping off. And then yeah. as soon as they didn't make that six yeah. and they couldn't make yeah. Europe and things like that and because yeah. of the coaching badges, yeah. it kind of, well, it all it fell apart a little bit. But this yeah. season, it's a different story, isn't it? It's not that same, it's not that same uh, team going forward, is it? It's just... It's, they found it very difficult to be consistent and to get those regular results could, could fall their way. I think a lot of teams have, though. We just touched on it now, Aberystwyth, you know, looking second bottom, and you think all of a sudden there was daylight between them and the, 
and yeah. uh, there was going to be TNS at home. We obviously humbled after a six nil, I think the six nil, yeah. six nil week yeah. before. So yeah. you know, it, it is. It's good to see. You know, with the exception of Kevin Druid, who bottom with two points will be mm. very poor. It is good to see a competitive league. You know, and we do want to see that. Don't we? Teams in eleventh, being teams in first. So, and that's just the nature, and it's how it should be in a Premier League. At any definitely, level, to be honest. definitely. Yeah. And then talking of large scores, there was another one. There was a five-one score over the weekend yes. as well for for a team in red. Uh, Gordon, what what did you think of the what Wales v Belarus? Well, they did the job, didn't they? They got the job done. Uh, and to be fair, our very own Joe Allen was instrumental in. Uh, he played very well in midfield. Mm. Um, Aaron Ramsey looked uh, at his best. I mean, when we got Ramsey, uh, Bale, and uh, Joe Allen playing, Wales have always got a chance against any of the nations. But it was a team that we were expected to yeah. beat. Uh, we put ourselves in a, a good position. Uh, if we can draw tomorrow night against Belgium, it means that we secure second place. Uh, I believe that's right. And that's then right. Uh, we'll have a home draw in the playoff. Um, but we were watching the game last night when Portugal lost uh, yes. lost against Serbia. I was thinking, if Wales draw Portugal now at home in the next round, that won't be such an easy tie, will it? Well, yeah. well, certainly not a win. <laughs> because it was Portugal that knocked us out of the Euros during that dream yeah. tournament. And yeah. A lot of people saying that if Ramsey wasn't suspended for that game, who knows what, what could have been? Is, it, is, yeah. this, is this redemption time? Well, we might get a chance to find out now. But, um, <laughs> but no, I think, touching on Gordon said, death and Joe Allen... Uh, two nineteen twenty season obviously took a very bad injury would have missed the Euros if it wasn't for COVID I don't think realistically he was ever going to come back at full throttle uh, for the Euros he hadn't had enough football and, and a slight concern when the home game against Estonia and his qualifying when Wales drew nil and he looked quite markedly off the pace that night and to see him play like that again on Saturday was brilliant it was almost a complete yeah. midfield performance actually the best display I've seen from the Welsh shirt since he had his injury and in, I think what was late 2019 Early 2020, so it's good to see. He's such a, a vital cog. Oh, he is. He, is. he doesn't stop, and he's very difficult to get the ball off once he's got it off you as well. He's he's yeah. a very good little player. Yeah, he's tenacious, and he and his range of passing is uh, excellent. He's an intelligent. And it complements Ramsey. It allows Ramsey to go forward, doesn't it? I think yeah. Aaron plays. I think yeah. he prospers a lot more when he's got um, when those two alongside each other too. Yeah, and then we had Roden uh, starting at the back as well. Do you think he solidified his his place there at the back of the? Absolutely, I said this in the Euros. I thought he was actually Wales's leader in the Euros, not through the captain's armband, but in terms of the manner in which he played and you know just the leadership and the, not the showed at the back and the organisation skills but um, it's good to see him playing simply because he's having a tough time at Tottenham in terms of selection I mean, uh, where that stays yeah the thing is crazy he's, he's a young lad yeah. you know what I mean he hasn't had much joy at Tottenham uh, Mourinho left who brought him in and it's been difficult for him to get any game time but that that doesn't mean that he isn't a quality player you because now as well. he is he yeah. is a quality player and I, I think we're going to see a lot more of him in the future a, a possible Wales captain is as well, uh, wow. he is a leader. Yeah, so yeah. it must be quite a, a Welsh affliction then, because you've got Joe Roden that's not being looked at, Dan James wasn't being looked at when he was at Manchester United, and you've got Ethan Ampadu who's played more for other teams on loan than he has for his own team, but yes. doing really good things for, for, for Venice yeah. at the moment. He is, but he's picking up cards as well, unfortunately. He'll yeah. be out of the game tomorrow night. It is a streak he, he, he has to get rid of, but he's, he's a quality player, and he, he's been farmed about quite a bit by his parent club, Chelsea, and, and I'd like to see him settle down somewhere soon. What position do you think he should be playing at as well? He was in the back three uh, yes, uh, in the last match, but he's touted as a defensive midfielder. What, what, what is he? 
sitting just in front of the I back four, so, yes. probably. Yeah. That's probably his uh, proper position, but uh, he'll play anywhere as long as he's in a well shirt, I'm sure. <laughs> wherever, wherever they tell him to play, he'll yeah. play. And he's, he's done really well, isn't he? Let's be honest, he's been fantastic. Yeah. So, uh, and another one who's done well is Ben Davis. He struggled to get into the top mm. side, and he, he he looks really accomplished playing for Wales. He, he does, always yeah. turns in a decent performance. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, our Welsh boys need to be in the Premiership and in the first team. Yeah, and then previewing tomorrow. So Wales have already lost to Belgium during this qualifying mm. campaign. Mm. It was Belgium, of course, where we saw the Carnu. Uh, the Carnu yeah, yeah. tin way back when um, previewing tomorrow then Fraser what, what, what's, what's your predictions? In normal circumstances we're both at full throttle I would predict a Belgium win I think we can get a result tomorrow I think it, if, if nothing else our record against Belgium was actually remarkably good the amount of times mm-hmm. we played them in, in recent times there was, the, there was the win in the qualification to the Euros and the result in the Euros itself that you mentioned and it, it's a Belgium team which I suspect will have its foot off the gas if you look Eden Hazard has gone back to Real Madrid today Courtois has gone back to Real Madrid today Lukaku is out injured I think there's a doubt over Torin Hazard as yeah. well and, and yeah. Kevin De Bruyne oh, wow. you know yeah. this is a team that's already qualified yeah. and we're missing several key players um, that will work in our favour yes. actually Fraser, it doesn't yeah. mean they don't enough quality of course they no, do no, <laughs> one no. of the best sides in Europe one no. of the best sides in the world but Wales never have a better chance certainly to get a result against them tomorrow night yeah, yeah. and then Gordon will Bale play I would say definitely start whether he's got an injury they are speculating there's a, a problem but he'll definitely start because psychologically that will give Wales an edge and uh, Belgium will want, you know, they'll know if Gareth Bale's in the side. They may know he's got a knock, they'll give him a few uh, kicks at the beginning of the game to see how he stands <laughs> up, but uh, he's well used to that. Um, yeah, he'll, he'll play the first half at least anyway, and we'll see where Wales are at that point. 